Hey, how's it going? Good uh, after, it's almost noon. It's afternoon now, right? How's it going? Uh, my name's Gabriel Chapman. I am here uh, on behalf of NetApp. I'm gonna talk to you a little bit about uh, hyper-converged or hybrid cloud or both. Uh, we know that hyper-converged infrastructure is a very popular technology today. Uh, I've worked in this space for a while, a little bit about me. Uh, I've been in technology for over 20 plus years, unfortunately. I've uh, been working on the vendor side for the last seven or so. I lead go-to-market strategy at NetApp for our cloud infrastructure technologies, which kind of encompasses a whole suite of technology, whether it's hyper-converged, converged infrastructure, analytics, object storage, uh, and all flash scale-out technologies. Um, I've been, this is my, let's see, eighth year at VMworld. I started in 2010. Uh, I've been a v-expert for the last seven years. I've uh, been heavily focused in the VMware community. And uh, today I'm here on behalf of NetApp, really kind of want to talk to you about some things that we have going on. Um, if we look at, you know, I mean, you know, always how familiar people are with hyper-converged infrastructure, but the reality is, is if we look at that marketplace, what we see is that uh, a collapse of a traditional infrastructure stack of technologies, whether it's servers, switches, storage arrays, et cetera, taking those technologies, packaging them up into a building block-based approach, right? I mean, I spent you know, the better part of 2005 to 2009 virtualizing everything in my data center at the server layer. What hyperconverged was take that a step further, because at the end of the day, what are those systems? They're a bunch of commodity x86 servers running some form of Linux. I should be able to virtualize those obs, you know, those constructs and put them into a scalable building block approach that will allow you to facilitate the bulk of the workloads that you have on a daily basis. Uh, one part about that that's really beneficial, the value that a lot of people see is the simplification effort. It's being able to take all those things, provide an interconnected awareness, and simply deploy them. So you have you know, a magic deployment mechanism and a magic management mechanism, and you can bake those into existing products like vCenter, or you can build your own kind of master control plane and manage it outside of vCenter and, and manage multiple hypervisors and multiple you know, clusters of resources or whatnot. But the idea behind it primarily is a simplification effort to rapidly deploying resources and then making it simple enough where any of your VM admins or people within a cross-functional team have the ability to manage and, and provision infrastructure. It's a fairly crowded space. I mean, this is not everybody that's in there. Uh, there's probably about 30 to 35 companies that actually provide some kind of hyper-converged infrastructure solution. And what we're starting to see is obviously the consolidation. We saw, you know, Hewlett-Packard acquire somebody, you know, Cisco's acquired a company uh, to bring technology in. You have others that are focused around, you know, pure PaaS, uh, containers as a service, uh, as well as OpenStack type offerings. But the vast majority are, are focused on a single type of architecture, which essentially takes, you know, commodity x86, uh, and does a shared core methodology where you're basically running a controller virtual machine that can attach uh, and provision all the resources. And that takes a little bit of resources and overhead, but then you know, your trade-off there is uh, the simplification effort, right? Um, I would expect over the course of the next you know, three years, many of the companies who've kind of come into this space may or may not be here. We saw the same thing happen in the storage world where you know, the best of the breed type got all uh, acquired and then everybody else kind of struggles or simply goes away or, you know, that's, that's common with a lot of disruptive technologies. Um, if we look at what some of the analysts will say, 
uh, HCI is you know, the, the area that we're trying to focus on. We've, we've kind of, we've beaten the whole process of the, the consolidation effort, like bringing everything down into simple appliance that scale to meet most of your needs. But now the, the, the shift is to, how do we integrate with the public cloud? How do we provide or provision a hybrid cloud integration points, right? It's, it's one thing to build infrastructure locally that I play with, but almost every company or customer I talk to has some kind of cloud strategy they're looking to. And the biggest issue for them is, how do I bridge the gap between what I've built locally and how I operate in the public cloud space. So if I'm building and provisioning infrastructure applications in Amazon, how do I pull that back down locally so that I'm not doing this massive translation effort, I'm not having to do two different development paths, and we see containerization being one of the main points that allows for that to happen, a simplification allowing that to happen, because we look at how you know, the prevalence of Docker, the expansion of the Docker ecosystem, now Kubernetes taking on such a big lead role there, and you're seeing more of the public clouds try to offer some kind of containerization and service offering because they want to be able to, to build those new, new next generation applications and then bring them down into the data center and by nature, containers offer portability. Um, if we look at what matters for customers that are building cloud infrastructure locally in their own data centers, I have all the work that I've done in the traditional data center. I mean, up until about 2010 or 11, you know, this was my life and focus. I built, you know, single purpose platforms, single tenant, isolated workloads. I would build silos of resources for virtual desktops, and I would do a silo for databases, and I'd do another silo here and there. And I had this, you know, really, I was not getting the efficiencies of scale that we see with the cloud provider. If I go to Amazon, or if I go to Google, or I go to Azure, you know, they've taken care of all the plumbing for you. You're just consuming resources. And I think a lot of people in IT would like to be able to say, yes, I can basically provide you with compute, storage, and memory, and a layer to provision those in some kind of self-service portal, and you just consume it the same way you would go as if you swiped your card uh, up in the public cloud. And the, the areas of focal points of cloud infrastructure have a different set of rules and requirements. They usually focus on multi-tenancy or mixed workloads. It's usually a shared infrastructure solution. It's traditionally more scale out than scale up in many respects. It has to be flexible. It has to be able to provide significant levels of automation, i.e. it has to be 100% API addressable. And so that's where we're going in terms of infrastructure that bridges the gap. And I think we're starting to see that in the beginning, hyperconverged was kind of focused on that traditional silo and now it needs to transition into the cloud silo or a cloud space. Um, most of our customers kind of have three things we seem to common. They say, always, everybody wants to say, hey, I want to deliver something faster, cheaper, and better. I want to make sure that my people can come in and leverage our own technical resources instead of continuing to expand into shadow IT or expand into the public cloud when I should be able to control those. And there may be reasons for that. It could be governance, it could be security, it could just be a mistrust. Many of the customers I talk to, all of them kind of say, hey, I want to operate like Amazon does. Well, I'm like, you know what? That's an aspirational goal. Because <laughs> most people would like to be able to do that. But they do want to take those characteristics, rapid provisioning, scalability, guaranteed performance, and they want to bake those into the infrastructure solutions that they're building. And, and hyperconverge is kind of a good start to go there, but I think we need to go a bit further and bring more of that cloud goodness into the platform. The last part is predictable performance. It's, it's one thing if I, you know, getting away from the silo-based model and being able to cohabitate your production, your dev test, your QA on the same common infrastructure, and at the same time, put a walled garden around each one of those so that they're not competing for resources, is a significant step in moving towards really delivering cloud infrastructure in your data center.
because you don't want to have to maintain three separate silos of infrastructure. Even if you're able to cohabitate mixed workloads, you could take it a step further and get like great economies of scale, especially with the data layer, if you're able to do like say global inline dedupe compression, thin provision, et cetera, uh, and make that 100% API addressable to automate as much of that stuff. So, you know, we kind of see these three areas delivering things faster, operating like a cloud, and providing predictable performance as being hallmark points to that transition to being more of a hybrid cloud infrastructure solution instead of just focused on your day-to-day -day VMware admin. And that's where you know, we see a lot of HCI 1.0. Um, <clears throat> pimping a product, right? So <laughs> I'm going to talk about you know, what we've done in terms of how we looked at the market, obviously NetApp is not the, you know, the first entrant into hyper-converged infrastructure, but we did look at the space as a whole over time in the last couple of years and looked at our own internal portfolio of intellectual property and said, well, we think that as we start to move forward and as we see more and more cloud, you know, it becomes the predominant mode of, of, of delivery, we need to make sure that we can bake uh, a solution or provide a solution that provides predictability, i.e. predictability for workloads or applications and performance. We've always been able to do a little bit of performance predictability through you know, scheduling resource pools, et cetera, with inside the virtualization space, but moving into the storage layer was always a bit of a challenge. Uh, flexibility to scale on your terms. I can scale my compute and storage uh, independent of each other without kind of making you take a lockstep approach. That's, if we're doing cloud type solutions, I don't want to have to strand a bunch of resources someplace because of an arbitrarily method to scale everything in lockstep. And simplification simply means, hey, it, there's no book called The Joy of Menial Tasks, so therefore if I have to do something more than once, I should be able to automate it. Um, you know, for us, what we've done is with 25 years history in servicing data and data workloads uh, and working with cloud providers, et cetera, we wanted to take all the experience that we had in the enterprise space and put that into a hyper-converged solution and really kind of work towards shifting this from just traditional infrastructure sits on your dock or in your data center and how it extends into several different areas. Um, obviously, we want the kind of scale-out agility that most customers are looking for in terms of building a robust private cloud infrastructure. You can, so you can start small, scale, not disruptively. You know, we're going to get rid of the whole concept of forklift upgrades. A lot of this is table stakes for hyper-converged and even more so into hybrid cloud. Um, and for us, you know, the differentiation pieces around it are you know, we want to be able to go after and tackle those infrastructures as service type offerings where performance and workload consolidation are primary and big. We want to have simple automated infrastructure workflows and integration points with common third party tools and platforms. So whether it's Puppet, Chef, or Ansible, you know, PowerShell, vRealize, et cetera, those are the types of integration points we want to bring in. We also want to make sure that as a company that has a portfolio of technologies, that there is still interconnected awareness. We have a concept called the data fabric that allows for workload mobility and data mobility and information, you know, in, in inspection and security across multiple different platforms. So I could take a, a, a volume or a set of workloads running on a hyper-converged and snap mirror them onto a traditional storage array or maybe even put them up into the cloud. It's that kind of broader expanse of not trapping the data on any one consumption model and freeing it up to go where you need to use it. So, in how the hybrid 
converged infrastructure piece of this or hybrid cloud infrastructure piece of this comes is, you know, we start off as, hey, I'm going to come into an organization, we want to talk to them or say, hey, simplification of your common infrastructure applications. So it's virtual desktops, it's your test dev, it's your enterprise tier one apps and, and down below, great. You have a hyper-converged infrastructure solution here that can facilitate those. This is kind of HCI 101. Going further though, how do we leverage your existing infrastructure assets? If you've purchased NetApp ONTAP technologies, if you've wanted to leverage the own compute that you've, you have sitting on the floor, how do we integrate those into a hyper-converged solution that sits on the floor? Because you know, we want to take that Borg approach where it's like, we're not going to get you, we're not going to you know, lift and shift everything all at once, but we can over time move workloads over there and continue to get investment protection with your existing solutions. So we have an open storage model, i.e. you can bring your bare metal instances, you know, an alternative hypervisor, you can go straight with Kubernetes and connect those into the HCI space and leverage the storage technologies in there and get the benefits of that predictability through guaranteed quality of service, et cetera. But also it's the ability to move data and workloads between the HCI platform and other common NetApp technologies and products. Furthermore, uh, we've always been really keen about the open source environment and making sure that these next generational workloads, I mean, if you haven't had DevOps pounded in your head for the last four or five years, I don't know if you've been in the, in, on the planet Earth, but you know, that, that move towards you know, looking at infrastructure as a service, continuous integration, continuous DevOps pipelines, the entire DevOps movement, and that shift to containerization, which I think is starting to make more and more inroads into what we consider hyper-converged infrastructure. It could be you know, container-based infrastructure. So we want to really go after that. And then there's some existing workloads that are starting to come to prevalence. So whether it's AI, ML, IoT, we're looking to make sure that the platform is kind of future-proof to facilitate and work into those wares as well. The last part here is the public cloud. Um, and you know, we've been working with Amazon and Google and Azure for a while now to provide services in the public cloud, whether it's NFS as a service through our cloud volumes implementation. We want to make sure that we have the means to bring that back down into your local data center as well. So if you've done workflows, if you've leveraged something like cloud volumes on Amazon, there's going to come a point in time when you want to leverage that additionally on premises. So being able to extend your data footprint or management aspects down into your local data center is one way that you can approach that and build more of a hybrid cloud infrastructure solution. So it looks like my time is up. Uh, good thing because this was my last slide. And I want to thank everybody for attending. Obviously, if you have more questions, you can always come to NetApp uh, and take a look at our website. We'll have lots of information about this and, and look for us at uh, VMworld Europe coming up soon. So thank you.